And now, O oh Lord, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of all of our hearts be found acceptable in your sight. For you are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. If through the words of this human being we do not hear your voice, O oh God, we ask you to speak to each of us then, here in the quietness of our hearts. Amen. Before we talk about Sunday, let us remind you of what we witnessed on Friday. On Friday, according to Matthew's Gospel, there was a man named Joseph who was wealthy and offered his tomb that had never been used before for our rabbi, our Messiah, to be buried inside of it. The two of us, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, also known as Mary the mother of James in other gospel lessons, um, stood at a distance and watched his body be put in the tomb. But understand this, this was not a matter of what you experience in this day and age of burying somebody in the ground. This was a very, like that, this was a laborious process, but his body was placed in almost like a cave, and the stone that had to be placed over it, not only was it rolled over, but it had to be sealed. It was an exhausting process. And not only that, we were in a hurry because the sun was about to set, and it had to be done before the Sabbath began. And, there, and the two of us stood at a distance, and we saw with our own eyes that Pilate and the guards and everybody who had been behind the death of our Savior, they worked overtime. They went to every extreme to make sure that nobody could get in that tomb. We saw it with our own eyes. This is not a tall tale. This is the true tale of what we saw. And like everybody else, we had to go home. We would have slept there and stayed there all night to guard and to look and to watch for what he promised would happen. But we had to go home. All of you know what it's like right now to have to go home, right? To not be able to be with the people, with all of the people that you want to be with on this Easter Sunday. You know what it's like in this moment to be confined to a space for a certain amount of time. You see, our advantage was that we knew that Sunday was coming. We knew that the Sabbath would be dawning, that we would be able to get up and return to the tomb. And we are fully aware that you don't know how long your isolation is going to last. But I think back, we think back on our ancestors and all the years of oppression that they endured. All that they endured, first the slaves in Egypt, and then what they endured after that as they wandered in the wilderness and then still watching for Messiah, we are all acquainted with waiting. And waiting is even harder when you know that something is going to end. We knew that Jesus had not lied to us, but we just wondered, how is he going to do this? How is this end going to happen? And so when we were able to leave our home, we got up early that morning. It was still dark. And as we got to the tomb, we saw something that was really hard to convince people of what we saw. But this is the thing that's important for you to know. We didn't just show up at the tomb and everything happened in the course of how quickly the scripture was read or you read it in your Bible. We had to sit and wait. We had to sit and watch. It was still dark. It was frightening. It was, um, it, it was, it was fearful for us to be out 
in basically what was still the middle of the night. And that word that's used in your Bible for looking at the tomb and seeing the tomb comes from a word, theatro, which also gives us our word theater. And think about when you go to a theater. Remember a time when you got to go to a theater. And when you go to a theater, you're constantly watching. It's not just a glimpse. It's not just a glance. You are watching a stage. You are entering into the lives of those characters. You are experiencing a story. That's the kind of watching we were doing. That's the kind of watching that Jesus asks of you as well. To watch and to wait in the darkest of nights to see the stone be, not, be pushed away. And in that, and as we watched and as we waited and we thought the end would never come, we thought nothing would ever change, there was an earthquake. There was lightning from heaven. And we saw an angel come and roll the stone away. And as if he just had to show us he was an angel, he climbed up and sat down on top of that stone as if to say, yep, victory is the Lord's. This has been taken care of. And the first thing he says to us is, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Matthew, if you remember, a few chapters back, say maybe 26 chapters back, said the same thing to a very scared young man named Joseph when he appeared, when an angel appeared to him in a dream and said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for she is bearing the Son of God. We remembered that as we heard the angel speak. And then he gave a specific Instructions, And we were so excited, we were so scared, we were so overwhelmed that at first we weren't sure what to do. We didn't hear him clearly at first. As we left the tomb, we kept talking to each other saying, what did he say to do next? What did he say to do? Now, okay, who do we go to? Who do we go to? What do we say exactly? We wanted to make sure we got it exactly right. We knew we would want to tell the story for the rest of our lives. And we were also just giddy with excitement that he had done what he said he would do. And as we ran back into town, at one point we stopped and we began to talk about where do we go first? Everybody's isolated in their homes. Sound familiar? But it was no question. We did not even have to say a word. We knew as we looked at each other who we needed to go see first. And so we made our way to the small home and we knocked on the door and we looked in the window and we started calling out for the woman who lived there. And she came to the door rather quickly. And she had this strange mix of total exhaustion and grief, but also a light of a countenance that I can't describe. And when she opened the door, all we could say was, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? And that's all we had to say. She knew what we meant, and she knew the answer to the question. She began gathering her things, and she said, what did he say? What did, they, what did he say to do? And we said, well, the angel told us the same thing that Jesus did on our way here. The angel told us not to be afraid, and then Jesus told us not to be afraid. And she looked at us, and she said, that's what the angel said to me all those years ago when I was carrying him in my womb. He told me not to be afraid, and I was. And now you're telling me that my son, the resurrected one, the son of God, is now telling me the same thing. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. And we said yes. And the tale of two Marys became the tale of three Marys. 
And we started going house to house after that to the disciples and sharing one by one the good news that not only had the stone been rolled away, but he had already appeared. And not only had he appeared to us on the road, he had gone, he was going, he told us he was going on to Galilee, and we needed to meet him there. As the three of us left, the other Mary and Mary Magdalene looked at Mary, the mother of Jesus, and said, You know what? We've got this. You head on to Galilee. You go be with them. We'll get everybody else together. And we'll be joining you soon. Friends, the resurrected Lord is going house to house today, into your home, wherever you are, calling you to be the next Mary, calling you to be the next witness. Yes, storms are raging physically as well as emotionally and spiritually in our world right now. But the lightning has struck, the earth has shook, the angel is sitting on the stone saying, he did it again, and he will come again. Let us watch with our sisters. Let us run with his mother. And let us really, truly watch and wait for the one who is, the one who was, and the one who is to come, our Lord Jesus. For he lives and reigns with the Father and the Spirit, the blessed three in one, now and forever. Amen.